Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week, we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. I remember as a kid doing some really funny things. I mean, come on, I was the only boy among five sisters, right? So a man's got to do what a man's got to do to stay entertained. I remember one day, this is hilarious, one day my stepdad was building a deck or rebuilding a deck on the side of our house. And I remember I called this day, this very important day, the commencement of my inner evil Knievel. And you'll know why in just a second. So he was rebuilding this deck. And I remember as a kid, think it was like the coolest thing in the world he was measuring it all out I mean he was taking his time with this thing trying to do it right and getting all the lumber for it and helping him load up and all of that stuff and it's kind of funny actually he when he tore down the old deck my I had just gotten a new bike a new bike it was given to me it wasn't bought but it was given to me somebody bought me a new what what was called a roadster bicycle and it had like little dirt bike fenders on it it was lime green it was like the coolest bike ever in the world well i had left that bike which i wasn't supposed to do i had left that bike underneath this deck and i remember when he was cutting at the post and that deck fell down i had left my bike had not got a chance to grab it out from under the deck and i kid you not it fell directly on the frame of the bike broke the bike in half it was pretty crazy and uh, that was a day I will never forget my beautiful roaster bicycle was destroyed um, <laughs> by hundreds of pounds of, of lumber coming down on it. But so he tears down this old deck. He rebuilds this new one. And I remember uh, it was so cool just watching him progress day after day after day. And I remember when he got pretty much the entire deck done except for the railing around the sides. He had a different idea that he wanted to do, so uh, so that was going to take some extra time, obviously some extra lumber. But he had gotten all the platform, the post had been dug, the hole or the holes dug, the posts in. He had got all the platform part pretty much done. But here was the thing: the thing was our house was built on a hill, so the north end, the deck kind of wrapped around. This, it was on the side of the house, and it wrapped around to the back. Well, on the north end of that deck it was about three feet off the ground so there's a few steps got you up on the deck good to go but on the back end of the deck since the house was on the hill uh, it was about nine foot drop it was about a nine foot drop from the top of the deck to the ground and uh, you could over oversee over or look at the backyard and all that good stuff. So I remember one day I went out there and I was playing on this platform. Now, don't get ahead of me, okay? It's not what you think at all. But I was playing on this platform 
and I was having a good time. I mean, I was just, I was having a good time. I don't know. I think I was playing army man, which is usually what I do, you know, like boys do. They roll around the dirt and, and play with toy guns. That's pretty much me uh, my, in my childhood running around the woods with corduroy pants on in the summertime and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. And so I'm playing on this deck and all of a sudden I just had my genius just struck me. Well, I, I guess you could say that. I ran inside and I grabbed a beach towel. Okay, I grabbed this beast towel and I went back to the platform, this new deck. And I go, of not of course, not to the front end, but to the back end of the deck where there's a nine foot drop, go all the way down to the end, and it was my day. I was going to be, drum roll please, a paratrooper. That's right. You know those guys that like jump out of jump out of planes from thousands of feet in the air that what is what I was going to do I was going to jump off of this deck with this beach towel holding both all four corners of the beach towel kind of throw it up in the air when I jump and obviously it would become a parachute duh right like that would totally work I remember and I remember I was like I was ready to go I had grabbed the four corners it was a big beach towel there's no way in the world that this wouldn't work and I remember before I jumped, I kind of had this little like flash in front of my face of Mary Poppins and her uh, little uh, umbrella. But I, I like my more manly story anyway, so I'm going to tell this part. But I was like, I'm going to be a paratrooper. Here we go. So I grabbed the four corners of the of the beach towel and I get up enough nerve. I jump off of this platform and it worked. No lie. Like, literally, it worked. My plan worked. And by working, I mean, like, I just plummeted straight to the ground with an air time of about half a second. That's pretty much what I mean when I say it worked. I mean, bam, I hit the ground so hard. And I just laid there. And I'm not even kidding. I, like, I tasted dirt in my mouth, that North Carolina clay in my mouth. I laid there for a second, just kind of rolled over. And I was like, okay, that was not a good idea. Um, and I looked down, and sure enough, a, a, a bone sticking right out of my leg. Just, no, I'm just kidding. Actually, that wasn't, now that would be a really cool added it to my story, but that didn't happen at all. Thank the Lord I did not break any bones or nothing like that. I didn't knock out any teeth or have a major concussion. At least I don't think I had a major concussion. My wife would probably testify otherwise, but um, yeah, I don't think I had a major concussion that day, and I kind of walked away with pretty much my pride being the biggest, the greatest wound of all for sure. But you know what's really funny about that story? I look back on that story, and it's a good time reminiscing. But, you know, what's really funny about that story is I thought at that time, like, I thought I really was going to fly. Like, I thought I was going to fly around the yard with a beach towel. I was going to be a paratrooper, and it was going to, I was going to have a soft landing in the grass below, jumping off this nine-foot deck. And you know what? That was completely impossible. It was completely insane, of course, but it was completely impossible. Can I burst your bubble for just a second? Did you know that perfection is impossible? It's impossible. We are finite beings with very limited abilities. And no matter how exuberant, educated, or efficient our efforts are, we cannot touch the glimpse of perfection. And that's a pill we, that really is hard for us to swallow, just being honest. 
it's hard for us to swallow the fact that we cannot get to a point of perfection. Because sometimes we just try and we try so hard, right, to get everything just right. We try to make the right decisions. We try to do this. We try to do that. Everything's got to be clean. Everything's got to be such an order. Everything's got to be. And you know what? What I have found is that people that strive and have perfectionistic characteristics, people that strive for perfection or is characterized as a perfectionist are people that tend to be very restless. I know this because I am one. You know, if you can just plan far enough in advance, you it'll all work out, right? A lot of times we think that way. Well, if I just plan and plan and plan and plan, right? If I just think about it long enough or have it on my calendar, if I, you know, if I put this on, but what we don't understand is that plans change, right? Plans change. Life changes things. Seasons come and seasons go in life. But our professionistic way of thinking says, well, if we could just plan far enough in advance, then it's all going to work out perfectly, right? Or here's another one. We just believe in our abilities intensely enough that we will truly be satisfied with the results, right? That's kind of embedded in the world and the culture's philosophy as well. Just believe in yourself and believe in your abilities and you got this girl. And it's that kind of that kind of mentality, right? But we truly believe that if our if we believe in our abilities intensely enough, we're truly going to be satisfied with the result. But what we don't understand is that our abilities are limited. Our abilities are limited in in what they are. And so we will never reach a point in perfection. And if that is what we're striving for, is to be perfection, is is to be perfect, and we're putting standards on ourselves that God never put on us, then we truly are going to be restless. If we could just reach perfection, then maybe, just maybe, we will feel like we're worth something of value. Which I think this just strikes right at the heart of perfectionists. Because perfectionists often elevate performance. That's what it's all about. It's about performance. People want to perform well so that they feel worth something. If I perform well at work, then I will be worth something, right? If I could be this or have this by the time I'm 30 or 40 or 50, right? We set these goals to 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 basically validate our self-worth. When God says, you don't find your worth in your performance, but you find value and you find worth in what I say you are worth and how I say you are valuable, and that is in Jesus Christ. So there's a toxic problem with this ideology because the emphasis is just all on us. It's all on us and our our abilities, our performance. And our self-worth, and it drives us to a unending scurry to be the person we wish we were. And we live in this reality that's just abstractly impossible, right? We drive ourselves crazy by the standards we set for ourselves. And then before you know it, restlessness has slowly slipped into the back door. I don't usually quote this source, but I'm going to quote it today. Psychology Today says this, this kind of thinking, professionistic kind of thinking, is, quote, frequently accompanied by depression, anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder, eating disorders, and even suicidal impulses, end quote. It's this mentality that can affect your mental and physical well-being, and guess what? It will leave you restless. 
But before we get to the heart of this relentless drive, we're going to get to that later when we when we talk about the solution in Matthew chapter 28, which we haven't got there yet. We've been weeks and weeks and weeks in the beginning stages and the first half of the book, Restless Finding Rest in a Restless World. And we've been talking about the roots of the rest of restlessness and the results of a restless heart and what restlessness produces and comes from in us. Being a perfectionist is a perfectionist is one of those things. So we're gonna get to that solution later on and and I really dig down deep into Matthew eleven. But how do you know if you are truly a perfectionist? Well, next week we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about some characteristics of a perfectionist. We'll talk about the huff and puffer, right? The person who's just always annoyed. We'll talk about the do-it-yourselfer, the eternalist. What in the world does that mean? We'll talk about the absolutist, the procrastinator, the people pleaser. We'll talk about those things next week and narrow down the fact if we are a perfectionist or not. And let's see what God's Word says. What does God's Word say about perfectionism? And what are God's standards on us? Because it's not about our standards on ourselves. It's about His standards that He sets for us. Thank you for listening to The Navigator's Podcast. Visit TylerARobertson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com. tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.